You know, when you've been called to do things for God or when you've been called to have a relationship with God, sometimes it just don't feel good. I mean, it's just downright uncomfortable from time to time. But in those tough times, I want you to keep it. is obscured when I'm hanging on by thread and my footing's unsure I hear in the spirit one word to have me
Yeah. Oh, you can put your hands together. I'm talking to that person that knows what it's like when the money gets a little low and the bills are due. Maybe you lost a loved one this year. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you're wondering why your business or your ministry is not taking off. It seems like it's getting worse, but God has already walked out your steps and he's set provision in front of you and he's waiting for you to take hold of it. See you that. RFC, can you see you? Somebody that knows what it's like to struggle before the world is free. I wonder, do I got any brothers that will lift up their hands and cry with a loud voice? somebody to stand with me tonight and declare that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. No weapon formed against your home. No weapon formed against your children. Say, Yeah. 
of the arrows or the snakes sent by your enemies because they ain't gonna work no 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 you've been lying on cheated talked about mistreated but god has got your back and he's gonna hook you up oh like you're crazy. Let me tell you why. Because see, why you clapping your hands and the devil is wreaking havoc in your home, this, is, this confuses the enemy. That's because you're not praising him because of what's going on. You're praising him because you know the outcome is you win. You win. Because your heavenly father is getting ready to jump up in this. Rain Father God, we are grateful for the opportunity to come into your presence and to praise your name. Lord, we choose to wait on you. We choose to draw near to you. We choose to put our hope and our trust in you, Father God. We choose to bow down to you, God. You are the only true and living God, and you deserve all our affection, God. And we choose to lay ourselves bare before you. No amount of change of habits, or no amount of money, or no amount of, of worldly affection can fill that gap inside of us. It's only you, Lord. And so we choose, you created us for, for this purpose, to worship you, to give you praise. We choose to adore you. We choose to bless your name. We choose to speak of your goodness. We choose to put our hope, our hearts, our faith 
in you, through you, because you are a God that is good and your goodness endures forever. We will see your goodness in the land of the living. That is what your word says, Lord. We can put our hope in you, Lord God, our affections on you. You deserve it all. And Holy Spirit, teach us how to worship you afresh. Teach us how to, to, to praise you afresh. Teach us how to walk with God, in God, and through God. Because he is, he is the one who is in control. He is the everlasting God. He is El Leon. He is El Gabor. He is El Shaddai. He is our everything and our every being. We can do nothing without him. So I encourage us this morning to draw near to God, to look to him, to look nowhere else. Do not trust in chariots. Do not trust in men. Do not trust in your wealth. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in the living God, who is the great I am, who is the everlasting God. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never desert you. He will protect you in your time of need. He will provide for you. He will heal you. He will deliver you. Put your trust in him. Life will never be the same. Never, ever be the same. So this morning, as we continue to worship, we will worship him in spirit and in truth as the Holy Spirit is present here. We will worship him in our tithes and offering as we focus our hearts and our affections and our monies on the everlasting God. We look to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. That was the greetings that we'll always say when we see each other. Yes, Lord. And we continue with Hide me under the shadow of the Almighty. Yes, as we continue the worship service, we are entering into the, the testimony and the, and the tithe section of the, of the service. This is where we testify, and it's open to anybody who have a testimony before the year is finished, of God's goodness, because it is recorded. Um, I have a quick, short testimony. Last week... When I went out to meet with a, a brother and coming back, there was a, a nail in the tire. First thing was a good God. Jesus. But I, I made a, a, a bold statement. I said, I will bet you if the Lord show, show me the, 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 the thing with the tire, that he's going to cause favor to be upon me, that the guy won't charge me. So anyway... I went to the, the car place to get it fixed and the guy said he was busy and can't look at it right now but if I leave the car and give him two or three hours I can come back and pick it up so I said okay all right it was Sunday after service so I said let me do that then I got the call that the car was ready and I can come and pick it up 
I got a ride and pick it up. And um, he gave me the keys. And I said, thank you. I said, how much? He said, Mr. Cameron, this is no charge. Then he said to me, let me show you what was in the tire. It was a nail about nine inches long. Now, yeah, it was nine centimeter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, nine centimeters. Sorry for the, the, the correction. Yeah. But it was a long nail, longer than my pinky finger. But the guy said to me, it is am he was amazed of how the tire did not go down flat because he said, I nailed that size because, you know, they're doing that job for a while. I nailed, I nailed that size two or three days at, at most. The tire will be flat. And I remember when I was driving um, in an area where they were doing construction, you know, you're going to have nails and all of that. So I remember the time when I went that direction. And I said it was like two or three weeks ago. He said, you, you got to be kidding. I said, no. He said, wow. But I remember the goodness of God will always be with us. And this is something that we must not take for granted the goodness of God the, the protection of God the presence of God even when you're driving in, in the small minute things things that we don't even think about because what could have happened I could be driving on the highway and the tire could, could burst and it would be something else because he said to me with the nail being at, as it was all I had to do is hit a bump on the road and the tire would explode because of the pressure and everything. But I want to thank God for his goodness and his mercy as he guides us through the year. And I want to give um, respect to my, my parents. Uh, I was looking back on the calendar and I, remind, I remember that I actually didn't miss a Sunday. But I realize I can't even take credit. So this credit is due to my father. I remember he, when he came up to the United States, he was working three, four jobs. At least, they said, at least. Probably he was more working more than that. But it was mentioned that he, never, he was never late. And he never missed a day from work. I find that hard to believe. But it's true. It was documented when he had the employee, employee of the month record at all the jobs that he worked. He was the employee of the month <laughs> at all the jobs that he worked. And, and that just showed me that is something that I know he's a soldier and I know the training and all of that, but this is something um, that God caused him to have, this diligence to, to be at work. And, and it was even the reason that we are here in the state because he was working for us to be here. So, Mr. Cameron, Daddy, um, big up to you for all of that, you know. And to my darling sister, Carlene, uh, I spoke to her a couple weeks ago and we were reminiscing of growing up and, and thing. And, you know, she said, wow, you guys have it close. I said, no, no, no. Even though we grew up with him, you are much closer with him because we are there with him and we don't know him as though you knew him. And the time that is, the, even the time being so short that is, you get to spend with him, you know? So, so it's, uh, 
a reconnection of families and and God's goodness. So the scripture for today, as we it's taken from Psalms 20, 1 to 9. Psalms 20, 1 to 9. Let me give you time for those who are looking. And I'm reading from the, the King James Version. So it says, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings. So you see, the, the, we are going to say, Lord, remember all the offerings that we offer this year. And accept thy burnt sacrifice, Selah. Grant thee according to thine open heart and fulfill all thy counsel because what we want to do we want to make sure we are hearing from God and God is the one that will give good counsel we will rejoice in that salvation I think that's something that we need to practice more rejoicing in, in thy salvation because uh, when we hear of people dying without the Lord we say wow and you see, a life is a life that is precious. A life is so precious. No matter who the person is, that's a life that could have been redeemed unto the Lord. No matter how bad that person is, no matter how their actions don't line up with their, their heart, it's still a life that is gone and is without the Lord. And in the name of our God, we will set upon our banners. The Lord fulfill all his petitions. I don't, I don't know if anybody remember all the petitions that we, we brought before the Lord. But if we have brought any petitions before him, he said he will fulfill all of them. We have to write it down. We have to make it clear. Verse 6 says, now know that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him or her from his holy heaven with the saving strength of thy right hand. Isn't the Lord hand strong? Because guess what happened now? Some trust in chariots. And some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They brought down and fallen. But we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear when we call. So we want to remember who we serve and the things that we do and the, the activities that we partake in. This is not for show. This is something that is dedicated to the Lord. And we, our prayer is that he will remember all our offerings and the burnt sacrifices that we brought to him. That he will remember it 
and he will cause his goodness to come upon us. And for those who are listening who feel that they, they are led to, to join us, to, to unite with us financially, you can give to our PayPal account, which is newhorizonmin at gmail.com. Or if you're in the United States, you can use a Zelle account, which is the same email address, newhorizonmin at gmail.com. So I'm going to do a prayer, then we're going to go into the announcement, the welcome of the speaker. But first, hear and as we think of God's goodness. So let us go. Father, we thank you again for this time when we can reflect on your goodness as it's coming to the end of the year. A year which you have blessed us with. A year in which you have provided for all our needs. A year in which you have graced us with your presence over and over again. So Lord, we thank you as we enter into the new year. We thank you for life. We thank you for breath. We thank you for everything that you have given us. Lord, let it be that we are so grateful and thankful for the little bit that you have given us. That we, when we present it to you, it's going to be our best. We are not going to be comparing ourselves with one another or comparing ourselves with others because it is indeed a tragedy to do that. We saw persons doing that in Acts because they saw other persons being rejoiced for the amount that they gave. And they decided to give the amount but not and take back some. And we saw what happened to them. Because they wanted the praise. They wanted the adulation of the people to say, wow, these guys give a lot. But they, when we realized, the, the, the man of God realized it, it's not, it wasn't all. They kept back some. And they went in and they decided... This is what we're going to go. We're going to give this amount and say this amount. And the Holy Spirit revealed it to, to the men of God. And said, is this the amount? And the question was, why do, did you try to lie to the Holy Spirit? So Lord, help us Lord to, to be truthful in what we give to you. Because when you're giving back to us, we realize the thing that you give to us is out of what we have given to you. What The thing that you will multiply. And we realize you can't multiply zero. Zero is a number that when multiplied, it's going to be the same. So it was recorded that when the widow gave her small amount, God said, yes, that is what I want, a heart to give unto you. So Lord, thank you. Bless this time as we continue in worship. As we continue in hearing from you and knowing that you love us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So now we're going to play a selection and then we go into the, the message.
you can up in at different dates because from the third we will be in Finance Bay and from the eighth the seventh to the eighth to the tenth we will be in Kingston so plan to be with us at either one or the other and as the Lord opens door open the doors the third to the tenth May third to the tenth and then you can do extra days if you so desire but as the Lord opens doors and he invites us to come, we will announce them and, and I hope that you'll be able to, to, to make it and to be there with us, even for one trip for the year. Um, this morning, I recognize that first we're, we're coming to the close, we're what, two days away from the end of the year days away and if we remembered last if we remembered when the year began and sometimes it is it, it was just like yesterday I felt like it was yesterday that we were planning that anniversary it just felt like it was yesterday it just felt like the days and the and the months and the weeks went by so quickly And we're also this week, based off the Advent season calendar, where we were celebrating the Advent season, which we have now, we re now recognize that Advent is a daily occurrence. But through in the season at the church, on the church calendar where it is being celebrated, last week's Sunday would have been the last Sunday. And so this morning, I, I, I just want to recap what we learned from those four themes. We learned that hope is a confident expectation that God will deliver in any and every circumstance. Hope is also requires action because it requires for us to believe. We also looked at peace and we recognize that peace was more than just saying a devoid of war or devoid of conflict. But we recognize that peace dealt with our well-being. It was a wholeness. It was a complete soundness of an individual. That even in the midst of war or conflict or turmoil, that you could be well, you could be complete, you could be sound and whole. And then we looked at joy and we recognized that joy also is an action. It's a, it's a choice that we make to be joyful in all situations. To be joyful despite what's happening around us. And we also recognize that love, love was an action again. It was a choice that we make. It was not something similar to, uh, to what the, the world says. Love is, is that gooey, gooey feeling that you feel when you get that feeling. It was, a, it was a decision. It was a choice that you made. It was an action that you took to love someone. And to love, we recognize that we, we, we loved or we are called to love because Christ first loved us. We recognize with peace that as you are living in peace, the inner peace comes. As you have peace with God because you have invited him to be your Lord and Savior. You now have inner peace with God and that inner peace allows you to have the external peace where you live in, at peace with others. And so we recognize for this, for the days going forward for the 2020, and even as we enter into 2020, that we have that choice of living in peace, for experiencing hope, 
for having the joy and to, to, to experience love and to give love into others. And so I know at the end of the year, persons are making resolutions because it, it is known, and I read this, this, this report, the statistics says about 60% of the world's population makes a, a New Year resolution. But they were quick to say, but of that 60%, only 55% of them. 8%, it says, 8% last. At the end of the year, only 8% of the persons maintained and lived and, 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 and completed what they resolved to do or decided to do. But of that 60%, 55% of the people were asking for health. They were asking for financial stability. And they were saying, but persons were not able to have it, financial stability or health, or the, the resolutions were not able to be fulfilled because persons decided to do things that were unattainable. And they said, for a, for a, for a resolution to be successful, we have to do things incrementally. So I can't start from never doing something to say, okay, I am going to read my 12 chapters per day of my Bible if I've never read a verse. And so they, 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 they propose that for a resolution to be successful that we do incremental steps. So if my resolution is to read the Bible this year, they would say start by reading a verse. And as you develop that habit, you move on to maybe reading a chapter. But it's a habit that has to be formed incrementally. The change cannot be too drastic for the individual who is making the resolution. And so we recognize that for us as NLH, I have never thought of making a resolution regarding NLH. But even as I sat and I was preparing this week, I just felt that there was a need for us to decide as a family to decide that, listen, we are going to grow this year more than we grew 2019. And it is not something that I can do alone. It is something that all of us, because as you individually grow, NLH grows. NLH grows not only physically, but it grows spiritually. And as you grow in the Lord, what happens is that it is, it is demonstrated among us. We start to, to love each other more. We start to live at peace with each other more. We start to be more joyful with each other because it's what is on the inside of us that comes out. What is on the inside of us have a way of just flowing out. And I keep thinking of the, the, the pressure cooker, that when the pressure cooker is so built upon the inside with pressure, it has to let off some steam or the pot would explode. And so I realized that as you and I grow in our relationship with God, that those around us must see the change in us. Because we can think we are changing and nobody can identify it. And change is always seen, no matter how small it is. Because if that plant grows a new leaf, I am going to know because the color is going to be different. It's going to be brighter. You're going to see that something additional came. Something is different. And so... As a church, I am, I, am, I am just, the resolution for us this year is that we would grow. We would grow in our relationship with God. We will grow in our relationship with each other. Because I am learning more and more that my vertical relationship 
cannot be effective if my, if my horizontal relationship is not happening. So I can't say I'm close with God, yet the people I'm interacting with daily, there is no evidence of growth. And so I am resolving that for, 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 as for any age, that we would spend time this year and that each person would look into their life this year and see where would I want to grow in my relationship? Where am I sensing that God is calling me to? What am I sensing God saying to me this year, at the end of the year, where is he taking me on? Or taking that journey is taking me on for 2020. Because he's taking all of us on a journey. And so as we have the couple days to reflect, let us reflect on God. How can I grow in my walk with you? And how can I grow with my relationship? Not only in our church setting, but in our work life, in our regular lives of people that we interact with that we may not even see on a daily basis. And so that is a resolution for us as a church, that individually we would desire to grow and that we would put things in place to grow. This morning I just wanted to share with you from Psalms 91. Actually, this was not what I prepared to share. But I just felt like what I prepared to share this morning was not what I am to share. It is for another setting. So I read... I was just led to read Psalms 91. Actually, it was Psalms 91, verse 4, that caught my attention this morning. But I just want to look at Psalms 91 from verse 1 to about 6. So I think I'll read the entire thing, and let us see what the Lord would say to us this morning. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And the word dwell means to settle, to remain. And, 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 and the author, which is anonymous, is saying, he who settles, he who remains, because dwelling means also to stay. So it's not visiting, it's not like you're visiting the place. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. And the shelter of the Most High is that place of intimacy, secrecy. It's a hiding place where you are in the Most High, and the Most High is God. He says, he who settles, he who remains, he who stays in the shelter of the, the Most High, he who stays in the secret place, he who stays in intimacy with God, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And before I move on to verse 2, let me go back to verse 1, because I'm recognizing that I just looked at it, that verse 1 is conditional. For us to rest for 2020 in the shadow of the Almighty means that we first must dwell. We must stay, we must remain, we must settle. We must settle in that place of intimacy. We must remain in, into that place of secrecy, in that hiding place with him. We cannot experience rest unless we dwell. So it's very conditional. The psalmist say, I will say of the Lord, 
He's my refuge. So he's declaring to God in advance that God, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God in whom I trust. And as we looked at this morning, we recognize that trust is not only something to say, Lord, I trust you, but it requires action. Because trust said, Lord, when I believe that you can do it, I am going to live from the premise that you are able to do it. I am going to live doing and expecting you to do it. So, Lord, if I believe that you are my, my refuge and you are my strength, I will no longer be afraid because in you I, I, I have found shelter. In you I will put my faith because you are my protector and you will carry me through the dangers and the fears of life. And so the psalmist is saying, he's declaring, it's a declaration that he's making that God is his refuge, God is his fortress, and God is the one in whom he will trust. By entrusting ourselves to his protection and pledging our daily devotion to him, we will be, ke be kept safe. But again, I go back to the condition that if the psalmist could not say that in verse 2 until he understood what it means to dwell in the shelter of the Most High. And you and I want to find the refuge and the fortress and, and the to be able to trust God, but we have to back it up. And go to the beginning. The beginning is first dwelling and trusting and remaining. And, and for some it may need to go beyond that. Because it means first to come and to know him as God. By trusting in Jesus. So there are certain prerequisites that must be met. Prior to having this rest in Christ. Prior to saying and to be able to declare with confidence. That he is our refuge and he is our fortress. He is the one in whom we trust. Surely, the psalmist says, he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will save us from everything that comes. He will save us from the things that come. He said he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And we are realizing that this is also saying God, it is also a declaration of God's commitment. He will cover you. So when you dwell, you are, he gives you rest. When you dwell, he gives you rest and then you can declare what he is to you. And then he comes and he says, and I will do this. I will cover you with my feathers. And under his wings, you will find the refuge that you are declaring that he is. Its faithfulness will be your shield. Its faithfulness will be that, that which you can hide behind and that will protect you from the enemy when the darts come. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day because you are under his shield nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday a thousand may fall at your side 
and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. What a guarantee. What a guarantee God is telling us that as we rest and dwell and stay and remain in him, these are the things that we, are, we can expect. We can expect that no matter what's happening, the terror that we're hearing at night and the things that are happening in the noonday and the things that are happening in the dark, we can rest assured that he will be with us. And though we hear the news of things happening all around us, it says, but it will not come near you because we are resting, because we are dwelling, because we are staying in him. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Then he goes on and he says, but if you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is your refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. And, 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 and you may think, okay, what do you mean by no disaster will come? No harm will befall me. Because if we are truthful, all of us in this room and those who are listening would have experienced some level of hardship or suffering and you would have wondered, why me, God? But the psalmist is saying to us, no harm will befall And when you think of the word harm, I'm wondering, does, does it mean that I will go through suffering. I will go through situation. But similar to Isaiah 43 when he says, when you walk through the fire, it will not set you ablaze. But, so you are going through a situation, but your physical being or your mental state will not be damaged because you are trusting in him. You are resting, you are dwelling, you are staying in him. For he will command his angels. And we saw when we looked at we look at this scripture, we think of Jesus. When Jesus was tempted in, 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 in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, when the enemy came to him, he said to him, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all his ways. And we recognize that the Lord, that God has angels on assignment to function, to watch over believers. And so we may have faced things. And I, and, I, and I believe that the things that God has saved me from far outweigh the, very, the things that I have been through. I think he protected me from far more the ways I could have been damaged. The things that could have harmed me. He promised that no harm will befall me. Even though I have been through stuff, I came out not damaged. I came out having a choice to live in regrets or to see them as things to propel me to the next stage. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. 
So even the things that are coming to befall you, the Lord is saying to us this morning that when you trust in me, when you dwell in me, when you stay in me, when you remain in me, angels are there on your bidding. Angels are there watching over you. Angels are there to guard you in all your ways. Exodus 20, 23 tells us that God will send an angel ahead of us to guard us in the way that she sh we should go. And he said, because he bears my name, you must obey him. And so we see that God did not only just have us here, but he has things in place for our daily growth, for our daily walk, for our daily guidance. They will lift you up. And I remember the song that says, one set of footprints, footprint in the sand. And that was when he was carrying you. And so even when you go through the, the, through, through the situations of suffering and tribulation and trials that will come our way, and 2020, we're going to go through stuff. But he's saying to us today, if you remain in me, if you stay in me, if you make my shelter, me, if you make me, God, the hiding place, the intimacy, the secret place that you will come, I will command my angels concerning you to guard you in all the ways you should go. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against you will tread upon the lions. You will tread upon the cobras. You will tread upon and trample the great lion and the serpent. So even the enemy of our souls, when he comes to, to, to destroy us and he comes with the lies and he comes to afflict us, the psalmist is saying that we will tread upon them. We will trample them. Genesis 3.15 tells us about the serpent biting the heel of Jesus and, and Jesus trampling the head of the serpent. And we too will be in, given that opportunity to trample the head of the serpent, our, our enemy, but we must remain. We must stay. We must settle. And then verse 14 says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. So because we love him, because the last week we looked at the fact that God loved us. And he, and he demonstrated his love by sending his son Jesus to die. He demonstrated his love by pouring his love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that activates and awakens and stirs us to love him and to love others. He said, because you love me, I will rescue you. Are you in need of rescuing this morning? Because God says, if you love me, because you love me, and if you love me, I will rescue you. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Have you been acknowledging the name of God where you are and wherever you go? Do people know that you're a believer, that you're a child of God? 
Because he says, because you acknowledge my name, because acknowledging the name of Christ also speaks to the fact of your dependency on him. You're not just saying, I know him. But when you declare to yourself and to your circumstances and to others around you, you're declaring that it's in God I trust. It is in God that I put my trust because he is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my fortress. He is my secret place. He is my hiding place. The psalmist in verse 15 says, He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. So looking at the prerequisite coming back, you realize that if we just stay in God, we have so much benefits. We have the benefit of being able to call upon God and hear him answer. We have the benefit of seeing God come to deliver us and to honor and to deliver us when we are in trouble. And then verse 16 says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This morning, I just think the Lord wants to impress upon our hearts going forward that need to stay in him. It is more than having that one, one, one moment of closeness. It's more than a, a, a one night stand. You know, a one night stand is really, you have that intimacy that night. You see it on the movies. You see it. You see people going into bar and taking away people and they go away and they have, 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 have these, the, the, these highly excited looking sex. But you recognize it's not lasting. Because there's no commitment. There is no love. It's just all lust. But God is saying, I am willing to go the long mile with you if you do not make me a one night stand. If you make it, if, you, if, if your relationship with God goes beyond your one night of experience or your one time when you run to that lover only because you need to satisfy a desire. He said, if you, if, if you are in relationship with me, there are so much benefits. There are so many guarantees that I will make with you. I will cover you with my feather. I will protect you. You will see those who, who seem as if they are prospering that are wicked. You'll see them being punished in your eyes. And so this morning, God is calling all of us, each and every one of us this morning, to that place of making him our refuge. Staying in him and trusting him. Staying in him and desiring and saying to him, Father, I choose to trust you. I choose today, God, to live and to dwell because when you think about, the, about dwelling, where you dwell is where you're comfortable. Because you may, you, you, you may be staying with a friend, 
But you never ever experience that level of comfort like when you're home. When you go home, you have your own space and you know everything where everything is and you can leave anything where you want to leave it because it is your space. And God is saying that when you come and dwell, there's that, that feeling of intimacy. There's that feeling of comfort because you're in re relationship. You're in a place where he has designed for you and him to be. Not that this morning I want us to just to commit in our hearts to dwell. We all need the protection. We all need the provision. We all need that guidance that they promise that his angels will do. But the only guarantee he has is or gives is for those who stay in him. Not visit. Not visit today because it's Sunday. But tomorrow, Monday, your life has no space for him. It's not only also about just reading the word. Because when we stay in him, not only do we read the word, but we do what the word is requiring us to do. Because he calls us not to be only hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. Because the things that we do tells us where we are. And so this morning I'm asking, a very short message this morning, for us to commit, to get to that place of committing. And I know some persons may not want to make resolution. But for me, making a resolution is a decision that I am making. I won't have a list of things, 40 or 10 things. But I am deciding today that I am going to grow deeper with the Lord than where I was today, or am today, rather. I am deciding that going forward after today, I'm not waiting until 2020, that going forward today, I am deciding to grow in my relationship with God. That not only will I read the word and know what the word is saying and memorizing the word, but that my life will reflect that the word has impacted me and influenced me. And that is my decision. That's my resolution this year. If it is the only thing I resolve to do, I am going to trust God this day more than I trusted him this morning. I am going to resolve to walk in God today, going forward more, trusting him more, dwelling in him more, whatever dwelling may look like each day, to dwell in him more, to trust him each day more. To have to get to that place of seek to be in that secret place, to have that intimacy. Because if you have ever had intimacy with a human being, you understand that special feeling that you feel when you're with that person. And you want to be around. And you're saying goodbye, but nobody wants to hang up the phone. Because you're enjoying that time together. And so today I pray that as a church, we will resolve 
we will decide. It will be our resolution to grow with God and grow in God and to grow with each other. I want to experience hope every day. And I know you want to. I want to experience the peace of God every day. That peace that gives me the inner peace so that I can have peace with others. I want to experience the joy of God every day. I want to experience God's love every day so that he can love others through me. I pray that that will be your heart's cry today. And that as you present your desires to him and say, Lord, I am resolving to grow today in hope to trust you more. To have peace that comes from you, the Prince of Peace. To have joy. To have the love of Christ so that I can love others. I know that he will come. I know that he will come because he promises, and we just read this, this psalm, he promises that he will be there. He promises that he will be our protector and our provider. He promises whatever the needs you have, he can meet them. He says, when you call, I will answer. Another scripture says, before you call, I will answer. So this morning, I just want us to just to be praying. Pastor Kirk asked us this morning about testimonies and we may not be bold enough to stand and give our testimonies. But I want us to this morning to speak to the Lord right where you are. Commit to him your desire for growth, spiritual growth, intimacy, maturity. Commit to him this morning your need for him to even make a step going forward. Because we cannot do it without him. Commit to him that, Lord, at the end of the year, 2019, you gave me life. Because just last night, I heard of someone I knew very well who was shot and killed yesterday morning. He never got a chance to see 2020. And we don't know if we're going to get a chance to see 2020. But what we have today is life. And because we have life today, we can commit to the Lord to follow him, to serve him, to trust him, to depend on him. We can commit to the Lord our desire for growth. So I just want us to be praying. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you that you can come and you can give us that hope, that confident assurance, Lord, that no matter what 2020 is going to be like,
no matter what the journey of 2020 is going to be like, that you will be with us. We have that confidence this morning, Lord, that if we stay in you, Lord, our pathways will be made clear for us to go. We have that confidence, Lord, that even when the trials come, you promise that there will be no harm. No harm will come near our dwelling. I thank you, Father God, that this morning, Lord, I can say to you, Lord, I can shout it, God, I need you. I need you more today, God, than I needed you before. I cannot continue without you, God. I cannot continue where I am, Lord. I need deeper depth. I've heard you call, God, and I have answered and I'm saying, here I am, Lord. I desire more in you. Here I am, Lord. I need to be that representative, that vessel in which you can work in and through. That vessel through which, Lord, others will know that they are loved by you and will hear God. The reality is, Lord, I cannot say that I love you if I do not obey you. The reality is, Lord, I cannot partially or selectively obey you, God, when you have instructed me. And so, Father, here I am saying to you, God, I want to completely trust you. I want to completely obey you. And, Lord, even for the time that I've disobeyed you, God, I repent this morning. Forgive me. Forgive me for desiring to have things my way. Forgive me, Father God, for walking according to my understanding and doing things the way I want to do it, God. Forgive me. Like David, God, I turn. I want to be known, Father God, as a woman after God's own heart. I want you to look at me, God, and see me as a woman after God's own heart. I pray that this will be the cry of every heart this morning, sitting in the sanctuary and listening over the airwaves. That our cry to you this morning, God, Lord, I want to be known as a woman or a man after God's own heart. Lord, your word said that if I seek you, I will find you. And so, Lord, I come seeking you. As NLH, Lord, we come seeking you this morning. We come desiring more of you this morning. We come wanting more of you this morning, God. Seeking you with all our hearts. Seeking you, God, with all our minds. Seeking you, God, and trusting you, God. Seeking your will. Seeking to do your will. 
seeking to obey you, seeking, Father God, your desire for me and your will for me over every other plan that I may have for me or for NLH. I stand in awe of you this morning. Holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand in awe of you. I stand, God. I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand in awe of you, God. Holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand in awe. So, Father, hear our cry this morning, Lord. You can hear the individual hearts crying out to you this morning. As each person presents their request and their thoughts and their petition to you, Lord. Hear the cry of your people this morning. Attend to the hearts this morning, God. Lord, we all may need similar things or different things. But Lord, at the end of the day, all that we need is in you. So hear our hearts, Lord.
symphony, you are my melody, you are my tune, you are my tone, you are my song, Lord. Thank you.
Kilide for a, a great year. Despite what I went through and despite what we went through, Lord, it was a great year. It may have been a year with pain and trials, but at the end of the day, when we look back and where we are now, God, you brought us through. You brought us through the surgeries. You brought us, Father God, through the news, the bad news we heard. You brought us through the, the financial situations. You brought us through the relational issues. You brought us through. 2019 was a, a year that you brought us through. And Father, I just thank you for your faithfulness this morning. I can testify this morning of your faithfulness. I can testify, Father God, that last year, this time, Lord, I could not eat many things, God. But today, Lord, I can eat anything. Lord, I, I did not know how surgery would have been, God. I would know, I didn't know. But I can say this year, you brought me through. Now to bring to mind, bring to our memories the things that we have forgotten as we were told this morning by my husband, that there are things that we forget. But Lord, remind us of how faithful you were this year. So that we can give you thanks. And so Father we just bless your name this morning. And for those of us who are listening or in the sanctuary who don't, do not know him. Do not know Jesus as Lord. Today is the opportunity again. You are now given another opportunity to make the change. You can come and it is a simple act. It's simple of saying, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I have sinned against the Father. I have sinned against you. Forgive me and come in and be my Lord, my Savior. I accept and recognize that you are the Son of God who came to die so that I can have life. And so today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. So go. Go this year. Go recognizing that you, you were given 
2019. And the same God who is faithful to bring us through 2019, if 2020 is given to us, he will just be as faithful. So be blessed, my sisters and brothers. Have a blessed new year. And we'll see each other again on Sunday, next Sunday.
believe it. Come on up in here. Clap your hands. for listening to us. Thank you for spending time and being a part of our family. I pray that you will be blessed and you were blessed. If you wish to call us with your testimonies or for prior, please call us at 469-333-0397. You may also email us at newhorizonmin at gmail.com Thank you for being with us again and have a blessed week.